2: Previously, on Playing Games with Strangers... Well, the party gets in a fight with a giant worm thing. Supposed to
3: be Fenrir Coldwater, but uh, we realize that that's not actually the case. And Stumblefoot escapes his trapeze act. It was actually quite a um,
4: brilliant combat situation.
3: Um, Poor Wilder, though. Almost didn't make it. So... And that's where we're at. If you don't remember, please go listen to episode 38 and then come back and listen to episode 39 so you kind of know where we're at. Alright, as you were.
2: Playing games with strangers. You know there's no
3: So as, as as you guys, as you guys come out, Pooh looks at you and I'm not doing Pooh's voice, but he's just like, so
4: what happened?
0: Pooh, can you carry Wilder? We gotta go. Okay.
3: And so Pooh grabs Wilder and just kind of slinks him over, throws, tosses him over his shoulder. I'm never
4: drinking tequila again. Wait, you were drinking? Technically, no. Well,
1: that's good. Can, can we go? I we're going. I thought we
0: were going. Stumblefoot, I thought we were in process. Stumblefoot of going. doesn't
1: know where we're going, but he goes where the, the group <laughs> is because he doesn't know where he even is. Just woke up hanging from a trapeze in a tent
3: with the greatest of ease. <clears throat> All right, you guys make your way out of town. Are you guys going to stay at the carnival and try to figure out what's what, or are you guys hmm. just booking? Wilder
4: would prefer to
3: just leave. Yeah.
0: Callum was already a mm-hmm. fan of that. Yeah. And that had been the plan going into yeah, the Yeah,
2: Callum looks at you guys. Goes,
0: oh,
4: good. You got him. Let's go.
0: Yeah.
2: And we still haven't gotten to the bugbear war yet or whatever, right? Nope. So that's where we were headed. We're eager to go there.
0: We're going to follow the way of the people of Josh <laughs> and the Big Wall, and we're going to keep walking.
2: Keep walking.
0: Keep walking.
3: All right, so you guys
0: you, you
3: guys dip and just uh march your way back to the trail that you were on heading north. did we determine how many days it was gonna take you to get to where you guys needed to go about a week I
4: was gonna say it's it was a few days I think
0: it was it was a week because that's when stumblefoot went, oh, I've got to get. Somebody to fill in for me, other than warbog
2: <laughs> whatever
0: you're with us, you can't fill in for him,
4: I think uh next time we go shopping, Wilder's gonna buy Pooh a backpack so he
3: can see here's the thing. you, know, you guys, guys don't loot go to go shopping, so I don't know where you guys are making this imaginary money uh, to go to be shopping fair, with.
1: we don't have a lot of things to loot when we fight. <laughs>
3: Yeah, y'all literally just left a bunch of tents behind that, and most of which you didn't go into.
1: I
0: one do, of we them, almost
2: died in
0: one of them. They're. Was a broken Callum. One of them had a swinging yeah, Stumblefoot. Like, this is no, not okay. God. We're not going to try to I go in anymore. In
1: I, I like hanging from a trapeze with a giant worm below me trying to eat my friends. I think it's fair to say, from Stumblefoot's point of view, GTFO is a good <laughs> policy at that point. <laughs> I, I like the idea
4: that about a quarter of a mile out of the carnival. Uh, Wilder just taps Pooh on his shoulder and he's like, you know what, buddy? We forgot some things. We should go back so I can loot um whatever back there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like totally just to groggy. Goes, no. I do
1: like the idea of like a uh, Wilder, C-3PO um style backpack for you. You know, Pooh being yeah. Chewbacca and Wilder being C-3PO uh-huh. just on his back, just like... Yeah.
4: See, I... I was I was always aiming for the Han Solo Chewbacca <laughs> thing, and now it's Chewbacca C three PO, and I I didn't expect that.
3: I see a new graphic being designed by Dave soon. Uh, okay, you guys make your way back into the uh, back into the uh, Crypt Garden again, as you are marching north. You guys got a ways to go.
4: And. Uh, Wilder like kinda taps Pooh on the shoulder and climbs down after a little while, uh, getting his feet underneath him. Um I can I uh, can I kinda tell on my myself here just
1: um Aye. I I uh,
4: I almost fell off the wagon back there. Um There's something magical, mysterious going on, uh, the, the tents were luring us
1: in, uh, and of course one, well, there's nothing wrong with being tempted while there. We all are. That's how you deal with it How you do with it. And if you do fall off the wagon, just know that I'm going to be here to pick you back up. i put you back on. That's good. No judgment. Oh. So,
4: and that's good. I just uh, I didn't really have uh, didn't have a lot of uh, people backing me up. Uh, I mean, nobody else really volunteered. I guess other than you and Callum was pretty non-committal. But uh, all right, I'm um, I'm I'm trying. But I di- I didn't drink anything. I I wanted to though.
1: Still want to. Eh, hey, well, you know, uh what we just went through would drive any sane person to drink. I mean Uh well, I mean it's uh it's not normally what he looks like,
4: uh oh, this that's <laughs>
2: <gross>. <laughs>
1: Apparently that's what he looks like uh, now. Well, maybe. I I still don't think it's him. Well I'm I am wait' just putting two and two together here and uh uh, you remember all them holes that we were seeing right. water deep Yeah, they looked a lot like the holes that uh, that Fenric worm thing just digged in the ground when he you know squiggled away from us
4: so uh here's a did did you guys like detect any like anything anything magic when you guys were checking the holes uh, I my my mind was pretty,
1: pretty uh, no. and no we we didn't uh, detect anything magic um so yeah. but uh i mean now we know what to keep an eye out for right so whatever that creature is whether or not it's Fenrik, uh it's certainly has the ability to uh take on his appearance mm-hmm. but
4: how is it connected to xaios
1: who knows? Maybe it's something that Zeus, uh, you know, summoned. Maybe it's something that works for Kerrick. We know that Zeus and Kerrick are uh, in league with each other, right? Well, yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, why do things have to be complicated? Because fate is a fickle mistress. And the person who's writing this story seems to like things to be complicated.
2: Mm. <laughs> Amen. Amen, Preacher.
4: Well, sorry for all the questions. I, You happen to have more um, common sense and uh, experience than the rest of us, so it's easy to go to you and ask everything.
1: Well, I don't know about the experience, but I'll, uh, I'll take you up on the common sense.
2: I... Uh, okay Wilder, are you done? I, I, I had some questions for Stumblefoot.
4: Uh, by all means, pal.
2: Oh okay. Um can you do the dove thing again?
1: Oh what dove thing?
2: When you you did the um talking to your deity thing and then the dove flew down to you.
1: What are you talking about, Orbog?
2: A dove. You okay? You didn't. See, well, I didn't see it either. Then.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, You. You saw a. You saw a dove when I was praying.
2: Um. Maybe I did, and maybe I didn't.
1: Huh.
4: That's interesting. Back with the uh, the cupcakes and and all that. With the crunchy potions.
2: Yes, and if you have yours, I will take it now.
4: I don't think that's the safest thing.
1: Well, I think I know what you're talking about. What makes a potion um, crunchy? And the answer to your question is yes. However, you may not see it.
2: Listen, I wasn't that spiritual before. I'm not less spiritual now. I think I'll still see it, especially if he gives me the potion.
1: Right. Well, when you were under the influence of that potion, if I was understanding things right, you had true sight, correct? True. Yeah, and that allows you to see things on the spiritual realm. And uh, the 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 Bible, the book, you know, that, uh, that Gareth gives, Give to me that, uh, you know, that we've been studying, it describes um, sometimes interactions, spiritual interactions, and appearances um, as a uh, that the Spirit of God descends like a dove. Um, and so that may be what you saw.
2: Okay.
1: Why a dove? But that's not something that, you know, normally is. Um, revealed to people on a regular basis so that's a very special thing that you saw That's it's actually very
2: exciting well I've been called special before but usually it's derogatory
1: hey, this is the good kind of special not the special kind of special
2: um, oh oh do you think are we going to have to worry about Callum turning into a worm thing
3: I certainly hope not. Sometimes you guys ask questions that give me such ideas.
1: No, John. Are you going to stop feeding the evil force Uh, um, (laughs) good ideas?
2: I think I just saw a dragon descend on uh, John's (laughs) John's
1: head. John's the DM from those memes that's like, you know, player asks DM a question and DM's like, no scribbles <laughs> <furiously>, <laughs> Scribbles notes down furiously like um now that you mention it
3: so um it is officially like <clears throat> pretty close to midnight at this point because it was getting dark when you guys entered into the carnival to begin with uh you guys have probably traveled a mile or two away from the carnival at this point Uh, are you guys going to travel through the night? or Are you going to set up camp?
1: Well, um, at least three of us are pretty, pretty badly Mm -hmm. smacked up. Um, I think we need to rest. So I would rely on
3: our ranger to find us a camping spot. (laughs) All right. Callum does a little bit of searching around and finds you a pretty clean area to set up camp at. And, and, and Callum looks at uh, Aileen and says,
0: You know, you did say that you had uh, Liam and tiny hut. Uh, I,
3: did. That, that, I did. That may be kind of useful, being as, you know, a bunch of people are hurt, and I don't think anybody really wants to uh, keep watch. That
0: is a great idea, Callum.
1: What's a tiny hut going to do It's going to protect us. How tiny are we talking here? Are we, like, like hand-said? I mean, ten feet. Oh? Oh, oh is this like a, like a
3: magical tent or yeah, something? Yeah, just,
0: just watch.
3: And so for the next ten minutes, uh, Aileen's just kind of waving her hands doing and good. saying things and doing the YMCA. <laughs> and, uh what col- what color what color tint do you want to give your hut I don't I thought you were going to ask her which
1: one of the village <laughs> people she was
0: None of them She's um, the construction
1: <laughs>
3: worker
0: Uh I'm going to say that it is blue right.
3: So a blue a blue spectral dome appears in the middle of the clearing
1: Basically, the way it works is she can create a magical dome, and then she can declare who can come in and out of it, and anything else just stops. It just to so be oh, nice, old me. buggy. Just kind of this
3: clear, and she can she can make it whatever color she wants it to be.
0: To so be nice, old buggy, you don't sleep inside the. Bed. And
3: inside, inside, it's dry and comfortable. It's not like wet, nasty ground. So, as the evening. Come draws to a close for our party. Uh, real quick, Stumblefoot, I just need to know, do you do evening prayers as as a part of your daily ritual or
1: uh yeah, I would think that he probably spends a little time in the morning praying and then probably spends some okay. time in the, the evening.
2: Or Yes, I would like to use sleight of hand. What? To steal his what? potion. Steal uh, Wilder's post. Okay,
3: a couple things to digest there because that's not where I was going with this. <laughs> um, what's your passive perception, Orbog?
2: Um, I think it's pretty passive. Um. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 12. Uh, so you notice at one point in the night, uh, Stumblefoot kind of goes off to a corner of the tent by himself and just kind of bows his head for a brief moment and you watch as this it, it's its not as easy to see at this point because you know you're not under the direct effects of that potion but uh, yeah. you see this do- what looks kind of like a dove settled down on Stumblefoot as he's doing this but then you watch it kind of coast across the room and it lands on Aileen and this kind of melds down into her. And Aileen, as you are just going about whatever it is that you're doing inside the hut, you hear a voice in your set sa- mm-hmm. you hear a voice in your head go. Oh, hello.
0: Rahu, who are you talking to?
3: Did you actually say that out loud? Yes. Everybody hears her say that. None of us are surprised because we all know about Rahu. <laughs> I'm just saying. And also, also, still no answer.
0: Rahu?
2: It's the dove. Yeah, I think he's talking to the dove.
0: What are you
4: on tonight? No, Rahu's the nose demon. Yes. Were yes. you being
3: serious about doing the sleight of hand?
2: I was thinking about, if, if, I went, if I was seeing him start to pray, I was thinking about trying to borrow well, the potion. Stumblefoot's
3: the one praying. Wilder's the one who has the potion.
2: Right, that's why. But that's the thing. He he was thinking because of what Stumblefoot said that he wouldn't be able to see the dove oh. if he didn't have the potion. So we can leave it the way it is. I mean, you can still try for it. I'm not. Nah, I mean he doesn't need to. If he saw, if he saw, if he started to see it, then he he would. Okay. I mean, John okay. doesn't.
1: John, what John's saying is he doesn't want to railroad you.
2: I I know, but it's. Just, there's they, they don't call them the conductor for nothing. <laughs> they don't call me the
3: conductor at all.
2: By the way,
3: JS, you've given me a bit of a complex because when you're when you're not here, people are like, "No, you really need to like push us a little bit harder because
2: because <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know what to do." Exactly. Sometimes so. we
3: need a clue. That's all I'm saying is I'm just a little clue. Just- anyway, uh, so yeah, no
2: response, Aileen.
0: Well, alrighty then. I guess we're not all speaking terms.
2: So she doesn't hear Rahu anymore, huh?
3: Aileen, you've you've had you've had Rahu long enough to know that he only talks when he wants to.
0: That's true. So well, I'm. I'm going to sleep, because I'm feeling about halfway dead. So, y'all have a good night.
1: I'm feeling more than halfway dead, so I'm also going to have a nap. Same you.
2: <sighs> I feel like Orbog would try to stay awake after seeing that. <laughs> Okay, but I I, but he's hurting pretty bad too. So I have a feeling that that he would fall asleep.
3: Well, you got you got to let me know what you're doing here, Orbogs.
2: I think I think he would try, but I think I mean, if I'm playing off of how bad he got hurt, because it was pretty bad. Well, let's let's do this. Let's do this. I'll set a DC, and you
3: roll. You roll a con save.
2: Okay,
1: something barbarians are good at.
2: Warbog's really good at conning people anyways.
3: Wow. Yeah, you stay awake. I didn't even know your con save was that high. Yeah, dude. Barbarians, strength and con, man.
2: That's their deal. That's their mojo. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be about dead. Yeah, so you are
3: completely staying up. As long you can go to bed whenever you want to, but I mean, if you're saying you're staying awake, and
2: I mean, after seeing that again, yeah, and this time he was not on on the juice.
3: Well, keep in mind, just just as a reminder, because it's been a couple of weeks, uh, you did see you did see the shadow coming out of Callum's back when nobody else could as well.
0: I thought that was because he was on the stuff.
3: I always no, know bog is- was a bit touched. This is this was after the stuff wore off. So if you if you stay up, it's your it's a it's an act of your own volition, but I have I'm not forcing I'm not going to force you to stay awake. It's just he wouldn't fall asleep by accident. Is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can he stay awake half as long as he should? <laughs> I mean and get like half of whatever.
3: That's not really the way the rests work. Get a short rest instead of a long rest. But I mean you, you can you can roll your hit dice to get your stuff back. But while you're making that decision, Aileen
0: Should I have not just changed my hit points back to normal?
3: No, you're fine. Okay. Good. As you are sleeping in your dream. You see a man about six foot five wearing white robes, and he has shoulder length black, stri- straight black hair and shining eyes. Oh, well, he, hello. And he looks at you and he goes, Come. And, and starts to walk in a direction.
0: Well, this is a dream, so I'm going to follow.
3: All right. And you guys are walking through a formless darkness. And he takes you to a doorway and he opens the door and he kind of gestures at the door, like, go in.
0: Okay. Are you coming with me? He nods. Okay. So I'm going to go in the door.
3: All right. As you go in, you see a familiar looking lab with water based beings. Moving around inside of it.
0: Oh no, 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 no! I, I don't. And you,
3: don't. you watch as the man walks across the room to a familiar-looking door, and he opens it, closes it, then opens it again. Oh no! And he gestures for you to follow him as he walks through there.
0: Aileen is going to very subtly, gingerly follow.
3: As you, as you follow him, you come into a room that has five doorways in it oh. and he opens one doorway and it goes to a very hot realm. That's a barren wasteland and he gestures for you to follow.
0: Now, I don't want to go back to Louisiana. <laughs>
3: And then he walks through it.
0: She's going to follow.
3: Okay. So you are walking across a, a very hot, rocky landscape into a city that has a large tower in the middle of it.
0: Well, that that is interesting. wonder why they built it like that.
3: He says nothing as he continues to walk. And you guys keep walking through streets, turning and turning. And it's kind of funny because no matter where you turn, it always seems like you're walking towards the tower.
0: Does it seem like we're just going straight to the tower, even though we, we keep twisting and turning?
3: And he doesn't reply. And he goes to a certain building and he opens up a doorway and he walks into this building
0: Does do you want me to follow you? He nods. Okay.
3: So as you go in there, you see a humanoid dressed in yellow rags with a mask on, and he doesn't seem to see you.
0: Does Aileen know who that is? Um, Player knows. Does Aileen know? No. Okay.
3: Not not Aileen would know.
0: Yes, but Aileen
3: does not know. Aileen does not know. Um, And you see him sitting down with a large horned beast. Um, And you you overhear them as you're walking through this room. You overhear them talking about something to the effect of a union between the nine hells and the abyss, and he comes to the other side of the room and he opens the door and he walks in and he gestures for you to come into the next room.
0: Do you know what they were talking about?
3: He makes no regard, like he's responding. I mean,
0: I'm I'm following,
3: but I'm okay.
0: This is what I do.
3: <laughs> and as you walk into the next room, you see an entire wall that's covered with purple crystals and that are just sat in like s- just seated in receptacles and on the receptacles they have names written on them.
0: Would I remember what the crystal looked like that had my soul?
3: Um, Make a history check. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you you vaguely remember it. Yeah, okay. And you see a wall, just a wall of them. And as you kind of glance over them, you see one that's labeled as Fenric. Oh. You see another one that says Christopher. Oh no. And as you are just looking down this... There's a lot of names that kind of strike you as having a bugbear origin.
0: What? Why are all these here?
3: As you ask that, the man's no longer there.
0: What? Why, why are these here? Can I touch
3: anything? Uh, as you reach out, it's it's like you're just... You're, you're you're pretty much spectral.
0: Okay. That's that's what I was picking up from the they didn't notice me walking through thing. I wanted to make sure.
2: I get it. So,
0: um... Yeah, I'm just gonna keep looking around since I can't touch anything, can't pick anything up.
3: Okay. What you looking for?
0: Just looking at all the names.
3: Okay. Uh, make an investigation check, please.
0: Okay. Like you know how you you look through mm-hmm. a bookstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the fifteen.
3: Um. Okay. You see two stones in particular that have a very familiar aura to them.
0: Do I see and, the names?
3: And as you look at the names, you see the na- One has the name of your father. And one has the name of your mother.
0: Oh, oh, that that I don't know what that means, but that is not good. That that's that's not good at all.
3: And as you say this out loud, you wake up. Uh, so it's it's early in the morning. It, it's been long enough for those who did sleep to uh, have gotten a full rest. And you all wake up when you hear Aileen just kind of shout out, that's not good at all. Orbach, did you stay awake?
2: Uh, No, he got bored.
3: Okay. So, Orbach, when you get woke up by Aileen saying that out loud, do you open your eyes or do you just try to roll over and go back to sleep?
2: Oh, yeah, he'll open his eyes.
3: As you open your eyes, you get a brief glimpse of... The dove ascending off of Aileen as she says that.
2: Yeah, I, I think his his eyes are just going to be big, but he's not gonna. You probably won't say anything because no, it seems like nobody listens to him or believes him or whatever. So that's what that's what you guys see externally. Like, are we basically just all laying on the ground? Like, or you you guys got bed rolls? I mean, still wanted bunk beds, but whatever. <laughs>
1: What's not good, Aileen?
0: No. They're, those stones. I had a dream.
1: Okay. uh You want to talk about it?
0: I, I I dreamed that I was walking through this, this plane, and, and I had to go through the room with the doors and the water tubes and the opening and closing, and, and I don't even actually remember a lot of what that. But I know that we went through these doors, and it took us to uh, this other place that was hot. And we're walking, and there was this guy in yellow, and this guy with horns, and they're talking about the nine levels of hell and the abyss. We're walking past them, and then there's this room with all these gems, and it's the the gems like kind of like the one that had my soul in it, but there, there were bug bed gyms, and then there were my parents. There was two of them with my parents in there. I don't know if I can ever sleep again.
1: Stumblefoot would like to roll to interpret dreams.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pray harder. Now that came out as a jumbled mess. Did you talk about the, your your guide at all, or I don't remember? I
1: said we. She said. Yeah, mm. we, you said we, um, the, who are you with?
0: There, there was a, a, a very tall gentleman who had shining eyes and long black hair. He was wearing white. White seems a little impractical, but, you know, what? who am I to
4: judge? Wait, 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 and, and he, he took you, he took you where again? Like, not before, like, before you went into the doors, like, the- Did he like open a door, shut a door, open a door? Yes,
0: and then there was five doors after that.
4: Right, right. Do you do you remember that? Yeah, we we were there once. No, not like I. The- I was taken there. I was I was supposed to to rescue you, and I I, I didn't. No, no um, that's
0: the room where they took me. That that's the last bit of memory I have.
4: Stop before I've 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 been there.
1: Okay. Where where was this place? I
4: I I don't actually know. Um so there was a a, a door that uh Pooh opened. Uh it was like it was like an invisible door. And then uh basically I I I wound up underwater and uh I, I think so when when I went down to this uh, lab or something there was These these guys made out of water, and uh, then like I, uh, there was like this this other special door that if if you would open it and then close it and then open it again, you you had like these other. uh, I think there were nine nine doors. I know one of them opened up into a, a place that sounds very similar to what Aileen's talking about, uh, except uh, something charged me and scared the living crap out of me
0: so but. what you're saying is that was not just a dream that was not the 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 stress and the terror of the night and the day and the, the life
2: no you said nine doors you went- and she said nine levels of hell
1: John can, can I roll to try and make heads or tails I mean out of character I know what they're talking about but can I roll to have Stumblefoot see if he can put any of this together
3: uh darp darp what would you have someone roll to interpret dreams here eric
1: um depending on the context of what they're saying um you know maybe religion or arcana arcana or history depending on what angle you want to take on it
3: okay i'll let you roll one of those three and i'll give you whichever angle that you roll
1: oh boy i think they're all equally terrible for me
3: you're a cleric, and you're you're terrible at religion I, I did
1: not I did not take religion because I started out as a monk
2: right because he wasn't yeah,
1: yeah, I was a level three monk first, and then when you become a cleric, you don't get to pick new skills, so I'm actually not proficient in religion wow, um so I actually have a one in all of those, so I guess I'll just roll. <laughs> Rolling big tonight that's a nine,
3: yeah, it sounds like a garbled mess uh no i'm not, i'm I'll give you more than that because it what you know sure if, if you give information on the graded scale um you know you based off of everything you know, her description of the guy with the glowing eyes and hair. That's, that's your most frequently experienced form of the keeper. That's how you've experienced him the most. So you recognize that. So that was the keeper. That's what it sounds like to you. Okay. You also know about the nine hells. Sure. And you know, and you know about the, you know about the bis, that's just. Knowledge that a cleric would know. Yeah. So you're you're familiar with them, and you also know that they don't agree with each other. Okay. And then whatever you know about the soul stones from your personal experience.
1: Well, Aileen, the man you described sounds a heck of a lot like the Keeper. So it was either the Keeper or maybe another angel.
0: I thought the Keeper was a unicorn. Oh
1: uh no, he does not always appear that way sometimes he appears as a man you know over six feet tall he's got long dark hair, shining eyes uh wears white is that that, pretty, that does
0: sound familiar
1: yeah yeah pretty pretty spot on description um i i don't know if you were in the nine hills or if you were in the abyss, but I can tell you that both places well I can tell you is this the Nine Hells and the Abyss have been at war with each other for as long as there's been time, almost. Uh, devils live in the Nine Hells, and demons come from the Abyss, and they don't like each other very much. Um, and then you are, what you're describing sounds like soul stones. We've seen those before. So one thing I do know about the Nine Hells as that they use souls not only as currency but um, they also sometimes use them as food but oh. mostly currency so it would make sense that maybe he was showing you where your parents were their their stores their souls are being kept sometimes when people make a deal with a devil uh, they often have to sign away their souls and maybe your parents did something like that i don't know
0: why would they sign away their souls
1: you know people sometimes do funny things when they're desperate. but there's you know maybe we can get them if we get their soul stones back maybe we can restore them if we can find their bodies too
0: but what if we don't find their bodies and I can introduce my parents this is my parents I wear them as my earrings not meant to be funny John
3: <laughs> I, I'm sorry though
1: I mean uh, that's one option I guess I, there's no right answers here Alien. Really, I don't know but
3: there had to be a reason why the keeper was showing you that <coughs> then you hear you hear poo chime
0: what oh, about the bugbears there, there was a lot of names that looked very much like bugbears so there, there was like. at least one Christopher, which I think is a friend of yours, isn't it? Isn't that the the little bugbear you were looking for?
1: Yeah, about that. Um, he's he kind of took over Waterdeep and slaved a bunch of people, and we had to depose him. And now he—that was him. Hey, that was Christopher. Sort of a uh, not the greatest shining moment in bugbear history in the recent past.
0: Well, I won't hold it against the bugbears, but there was more than just that.
1: Well, maybe, uh, maybe those souls all belong to this Zeos fellow. Or Kerrick. Who knows?
0: I don't know. I'm just, if, if that was not just a dream. I'm not I'm not happy about this.
1: You can understand that. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, there's not much we can do about it at this point in time. But it's good information to have. Perhaps we can act on it in the future. Um and maybe we can find a way to free their souls in the meantime. Uh we probably should get moving. We've got a bugbear war to stop. This is true. Let's let's go uh,
0: save Callum and Pooh's family.
3: So you guys begin to venture north through the crypt garden. Unless there's something that you guys specifically want to do during the journey, I'm going to video game us there.
1: Um while they're marching north Stumblefoot does break out into a um, an old dwarven traveling song of 99 steins of ale on the wall but then he remembers that while <laughs> trying to stop drinking and stops after about two steins of ale off of the wall uh, catchy you Sorry, uh, uh, something we do to pass the time, um, bad timing. Forgot. Can you know, like?
4: I don't know. Can you like substitute uh, something else? Like
2: I... um... earrings. Do earrings. Okay.
3: Uh,
0: let's not.
3: <sighs> as you got, right. as you guys are having this conversation, um, stumblefoot, you happen upon. A bugbear corpse. Uh oh. Um.
1: Well, I guess I'll point it out to the rest of the group. Is it a fresh bugbear corpse or is it
3: old? A couple days.
1: Are is it wearing? Is it wearing the colors of the House of Sanders or is it wearing the colors of
3: the Bulger tribe? Bulger tribe. There are several bites taken out of it. And it seems to be it seems to be disemboweled too.
1: Do the bites remind me of the bites that um
3: the Bugbear in the morgue had out of them? Uh make a uh make a medicine check. Or a survival check. Either of those. Well
1: they're both the same. I rolled a 23.
3: Oh. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, they're very much they're very similar.
1: OK, the the bites last time I wasn't real sure what the bites were taking. A, can I spend some time to investigate? I mean, does it look like what does it look like bit this? Because we, you know, Pooh was pretty adamant last time that it wouldn't have been a bugbear. And so was Callum that it, they wouldn't have been bugbear bites. Um, If only we had a ranger with us. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, Well, one of Callum's favorite enemies is bugbears. Okay. And so uh, he looks at it and he goes,
2: This
0: doesn't make sense. They're bugbear bites, but bugbears don't eat other bugbears.
2: Unless they're zombies.
1: Well, didn't somebody say that they... They saw Christopher's, well, Pooh saw Christopher's grave. His tomb was, that Christopher was gone. What if it's an undead bugbear? What if it's Christopher? What if Christopher's eaten other bugbears? I can't say that we haven't seen Crazier. It's not outside the realm of crazy.
4: No, you could be onto something.
1: What if he's some kind of zombie or bug, you know, vampire bugbear or... Now I'm given the DM crazy monster ideas. I would like to loot the bugbear.
3: (laughs) For seriously? Yeah. That
1: is the most rogue thing I've heard Wilder do in a long time.
4: It's the most rogue thing he's ever done other than (laughs) use daggers. Or sneak away.
2: I am so proud of you, Dave. He he starts by by examining the the bites and then kind of makes his way toward the pockets. (laughs)
3: <laughs> all right uh make make an investigation check dave do we happen and we know we've the rest of
1: the group's been spending time with the Bulger tribe does anybody recognize this particular
3: bugbear uh you're gonna make me pull names out of a hat really they all look it, the it's same how to
1: it's how we do it's a player's wow behavior. wow jeff that's Orbog. nice investigation check dave it's yes, 23.
3: All right. Let me pull up Don John.
1: <laughs> We're throwing all kinds of things at John right now. How much money does he have on him? What's his name? Does anybody know who he is? Give me all the answers. What's his aunt's Give name? All, I want all the answers now.
4: Is
2: he does attractive? he have his Vax card on him?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found his social security number. Four. Four. What's
1: that from? I don't know. <laughs> It probably is from is. something though. What's your social security number? Is it from What's the rest?
3: Uh his name was Bayorn. Rolls off the tongue. And Bayorn. Uh you find oh, I'm gonna be a jerk, but uh you find uh thirteen gold pieces. And uh, 40 really kind of strange, semi-silver-looking coins that you've not seen before. Uh, but you know them as being Electrum.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Electrum. The red-headed stepchild of the d and d currency.
0: What's Electrum?
1: Electrum are in between... Silver and gold.
0: Mm-hmm. It's five mm-hmm. electro makeup, mm-hmm. one gold. They're like gotcha.
1: They're like fifty cent okay. pieces, basically. So
0: on the on the chart, it's the EP.
1: Yep. Yes.
4: Okay, but I don't. I don't find anything other than that that would be valuable information to identify him. That's why you were looking the body. Anything else? I that,
3: that was really the intent. D- that's a lie, and we both know that. Uh You'd get mad at me if I didn't loot it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to loot it. I'm actually proud of you for that, Dave, but but no, you, there's there's not a whole lot. I mean, it's not like they walk around with like driver's licenses or something. Right. But like uh, but like no. I said, P- Poo recognized him at, under the name of Bayorn.
0: That's Bayorn.
2: Uh,
4: yeah, no, nothing good on him. So, uh, yeah. So, are we gonna bury is the body is his body the, is his like, body the only one
3: work? in the vicinity are there any others well you guys are in the middle of the crypt garden now and the, uh, there's a bit of undergrowth that's thats go- that is that you're around so you can't exactly see everything you end up seeing several more corpses in similar shape although the the uh, width of the bite marks on them as you find them vary from corpse to corpse
2: more than one.
3: As if different bugbears are biting these bodies? Take from the information what you will. I don't give anything away for free.
2: Aileen, didn't you say you saw a bunch of bugbear stones or something?
0: I mean, I saw the names that looked like bugbear names. I mean, technically, Callum's a bugbear, so who am I to judge?
2: Columns of bugbear.
4: Do we notice if they're all vulgar tribe? I mean, I guess I could ask Pooh. Unless there's something like actually definitively different between they have different. Like they would have
3: different soldier uniforms. Different. And yeah, okay. yes, they are. They are all the corpses are dressed in vulgar uniforms. Really,
4: maybe not crazy thought. Uh, are the senders a bunch of, are they all like possessed? Pooh was supposed to be the only one left, right?
0: They were supposed to be all wiped out. So that would make sense.
2: I thought they said that there were more that went up north or something.
0: Well, yes, but that was not the prevailing thought before. What do I know? Why am I talking?
2: You're, you be quiet. Um,
1: I am, if we are at the corpse of one of the Bulgar tribe, um, are you in a corpse now too? No, I'm going to talk to it.
3: Oh, okay.
1: I'm going to cast, I'm going to prop, you know, situate it in such a way that it can see me and I'm going to cast speak with dead. Okay.
3: I'll your way. So. All of a sudden, as you cast the spell, you hear this. And then it looks directly at you. Uh, hello. Um,
1: so I get up. I get to ask up to five questions. I'm going to say. Okay. Um, do you know what killed you? What killed you?
3: Sanders.
1: Are the Sanders tribe undead?
2: Yes.
1: Is Christopher working with the Sanders tribe? All right, team, I've got one more question. Is there anything that you want to know that I have not already
2: asked? Does he like flame broiled burgers?
1: But no. Maybe maybe a question that can pertain to what's going on here. I've got this guy's attention for 10 minutes, so take your time.
0: Okay. What about asking where if he knows or where the Santa's base is?
1: That's a good question. Do you know where mm-hmm. the Sander... Can yep. you tell us? Can you tell us where the Sander's tribe base is?
3: Yes. And he falls limp.
0: Dang it. <laughs> I know you needed to um, word that.
3: That's <laughs> uh. Can you do it again? <laughs> or give them, I, I just can do d- it
1: to a different one, but not this one. For 10 I just years. give them.
2: Put, I just dad joked out of that one. Put, there. put some more. Put more coins in. I more coins changed the way I was asking that
1: question to avoid that. You're a jerk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you still said it the same I, way.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, I know how. I'll ask it another time. Is there another <laughs> corpse nearby?
3: Not in your immediate vicinity. You are amongst undergrowth. You said we've seen more than one though. Yeah. As you've come across. I mean, if you want to backtrack to find one. Heck yeah. I want to backtrack to find one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you guys backtrack a little bit and you find uh, a, uh, one of the bugbear courses that you've found previously. All right, I'll burn another level three spell slot. <laughs> it's not oh, my fault you phrased your question wrong. Try right,
2: to be more careful this time.
1: Thanks, Orbalk. <laughs> Maybe this time Did I'll ask, ask him if it's... he wants, you know, something with two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed oh, bun.
2: That sounds pretty good. Oh, that sounds great.
3: Yeah. I want a Big Mac.
1: All right, do you, uh, do you think it's poor taste if I... Continue to loot these. I feel kind Only of, if of taste weird them. about well, them. Well, um, I suppose that question's best answered by Pooh or Column. I mean.
2: Or you can ask him. That could be one of your questions.
4: Well, that's what I was going to ask. But I mean, they're not using it anymore, right? Maybe I could find something that
1: helps us I'm out. I'm going to cast Speak with Dead on this new corpse that we have in front of us. Okay. Um, what
0: is your name? <laughs>
1: What is the airspeed velocity of an Unladen Swallow? Um, So, first question. Would you please tell us where the Sander's base is in the forest? North! Are there any landmarks that you can tell us about to help us find it more easily? No. Is the base in the mountains or at the foot of the mountains? In the mountains. Have the Sandor's tribe become vampires?
2: No. I said zombies. Nobody listens to me.
1: That's good news, actually. Um do you have any valuables on you which would help us to defeat the Sanders tribe? No! Fuck.
0: Clearly, he didn't have any that helped him.
1: Well, that's a wee bit more information. I imagine when all of this really clicks with Pooh, he's going to be very upset about it.
0: Pretty sure Pooh's just over here processing.
2: Want to talk about it?
0: He's giving the four four
1: screen.
2: I think there's Should a we try to dead rabbit over there. If you want to talk to that,
1: no, I I don't want to talk to a dead rabbit.
0: Should we head north and see if we can uh, sneak up on them? Do some sneaky, sneaky. <sighs> Callum can do that that fancy thing with his hands where we are super quiet.
1: Hey, that's a good idea. Agreed. I can't do that. Um, well, uh, this is some really bad news. Um, seems that Pooh really is the last of the Sanders tribe. Sorry, big guy.
2: Wait, was the, was the other one? No. Well, the other one wasn't a zombie when we first saw him.
1: No, he wasn't a zombie.
2: I guess something could have happened to them after that.
1: Something bad has definitely happened.
0: So what would have happened that it would have made an entire tribe of bugbears sell their souls?
1: Like I said, when uh, people are desperate, sometimes they do funny things. I imagine there's no one no, no one more desperate than a bugbear who's uh, lost his home.
2: Is that true, Pooh? Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, I, uh, I suppose
4: maybe it is. I think the best course of action is to head north, right? Nothing else we can do here.
1: Uh, There's not much more we can do here other than give these folks a uh, proper burial. But the question is, are we going to stop to bury every single bugbear that we see along the way? That's going to slow us down a lot.
0: Why don't we see if we can handle this and then come back to bury the dead?
1: That
4: sounds like a good plan. I'd like to prevent more dead if possible. Hey,
2: maybe indeed. you could just like pray for them as we pass them or something.
1: That I can do.
2: And I'm not just saying that cuz I want to see the dove again right. I just I'm being very sensitive right now. <laughs> <laughs> that
4: would be a first. Um not to be insensitive but uh we we can't just stand here and talk. We should go.
1: Well, then let's go.
0: Can could Callum cast the the sneaky sneaky? Otherwise known as Pass Without Trace?
3: Yeah, Callum does that. So as you guys go north you start to see similar bloody drag marks going up the mountains, and as you track them, you come across this it's not so much a village as it is just a series of caves. As, and you watch the uh, some rather uh, desiccated bugbear bodies roaming around these caves as you guys are hidden uh, on the outskirts of this uh, this ne- this uh, cave network. We
0: talk when we're asked without trace.
1: We can. What Pass Without Trace does is if you make a stealth check, it adds
3: 10 to your stealth roll. Oh, yeah. So everybody roll stealth, by the way.
2: All right. So, yeah, you guys are pretty hidden.
0: Well,
3: what now, boys?
2: So I assumed we stopped. Um, You said they were roaming around the entrance to the cave, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's anything
3: that has their attention in particular. Like, they're just milling around senselessly with glazed over looks on their face.
1: Are all of the bugbears that are milling around wearing Sanders colors? Uh, they're not wearing anything. The naked bugbears? Mm-hmm. Oh, how no. undignified. Oh, no. There goes our G rating. I'm not going into detail. Bugbears are hairy, so, I mean. um, How many... Or do we see outside the cave
3: uh, probably about seven okay and uh, suddenly uh Callan goes do you hear that
0: yeah what uh
3: as she as he meant as he says that you uh you guys hear kind of a rustling coming from the west a little bit a little just probably about a couple hundred yards do we see anything uh make an investigation check 13. 21 24 all right uh wilder and aileen you both see i'll break this down separately uh aileen you see kind of a gaunt but more sentient looking bugbear remaining hidden outside of the camp uh, try, looking like he's trying to figure out what's going on. Dave, you see the same thing, but you know it to be Christopher. Okay.
0: Do you see that bugbear over there? Um.
3: Yeah, that's... Uh, As Aileen's pointing this out, the, the rest of you can see him. That's Christopher.
1: So is Christopher also in the forest looking towards the camp? Or is yes. he looking or is he
3: with the bugbears looking out at us? He's looking towards the camp. Okay. And like I said, he has a bit more of a sentient but look he, on his face. But
1: he's definitely undead.
3: Which um, makes sense, because, you know who killed him and all. I would say. Uh make a uh medicine check, please. Fourteen. Uh, you would say, with what you know about him, yes, he's probably undead, but not undead in the same way that the bugbears here are displaying. But more, more undead r- like Callum's undead.
2: Yes. Okay. Do we see any piles of dirt around anywhere? Uh, make an investigation check. Uh,
3: no, you don't. You don't see any of those types of piles.
4: Suggest me? Or does Christopher look confused? That I, might it be a
0: good thing.
4: All right. Dumb question. Should one of us go and talk to him?
2: <sighs> For future reference, you don't have to say dumb question first. You can just ask it.
4: Well, I wanted to make sure that, you know, you understood the question I was asking. Nope.
1: Okay. Well, the fact that he's not over there and he... Appears to be checking the situation out. Would seem to indicate that maybe his state of undeadness is similar to Callum's.
2: Where where do bugbears bury their dead?
1: Well, that'd be a great question for Callum or who
3: I hate you guys so much.
2: <laughs> I can't help it.
3: I would assume in the
2: well, ground. Well, some people, some uh, pe- things bury them in caves and stuff. And there's a cave right there.
3: Callum shakes his head and he goes, "We we bury them in a grave in a burial ground like anybody else. You should probably lead with dumb
4: question next time. I am going to sneak over to Christopher. I am following in the sneaking over to okay. Christopher."
3: And with that, there is no way I can, in good conscience, continue this without Josiah here, um, at the very least. So okay. we're gonna ra- we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up at that at that point. So uh, so yeah, we thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's kind of a weird night. We didn't have everybody here. And on that note, thanks for listening. God bless and good night.
4: You have been listening to the "Playing Games with Strangers" podcast, with the voices of John Haryu, Catherine Serwinski, Dave Clements, J.S. Earls, Celeste Mora, Josiah Crandall, Eric Campagno, and Steve Macdonald. The theme music was written and performed by Steve Arthur, used with permission. Find more of his music on Facebook or wherever you purchase music digitally please review this podcast wherever you download it from to help other podcasters find our podcast and join our community. And once again, thank you for listening.